Welcome to Health System CIO's interview with Lisa Stump, Chief Information and Digital Transformation Officer at Yale New Haven Health. In this segment, Stump talks about the negative effect remote work has had on staff recruitment and retention, and how she hopes to buck the trend, how her team was able to draw on relationships and trust to make it through COVID-19, and the traditional and not-so-traditional approaches they're using to cut costs and reduce burnout. We'll get to our interview in a moment, but first, a brief word from our sponsor. Your organization doesn't compromise on patient care, so why compromise on the endpoints you deploy? iGel is the ultimate operating system for healthcare organizations using VDI, DAS, or SAS. And we're offering a free laptop on which to experience iGel's No Compromise OS. Just visit iGel.com slash why compromise. And then one of the things you had briefly touched on was recruiting, which is we've heard from a lot of CIOs and other leaders about how challenging that's been right now. And how have you fared uh, with these challenges? It's really difficult. You know, the attrition right now, the ability for people to work from home for just about anyone in the world sometimes just was an exponential increase in the competition for our talent. and. Our IT workforce already had been utilizing remote work well before the pandemic, but it was that one or two days a week to help people with work-life balance. Many portions of my team now are 100% remote, and we find people who have been with the organization 10 years, they're loyal and you know not as much of a flight risk. What mm-hmm. we're really seeing is the people who come in new to the organization we're spending all of that investment, we're training them, we're building their skill set. They work in a big complex place and then within a year or two, they're leaving. And so that turnover, I think, is one of our, our biggest challenges right now. And like all of us, right, maintaining competitive wages and benefits when the hospitals are under significant financial challenges has also been very hard. And so again, for talented IT people who could go work in industry or in banking or for a tech that they're able to pay more than most of us can in healthcare. So it's hard. I've got more vacancies right now than I would want for sure. Yeah. And when it is that difficult to compete and, you know, you can't necessarily offer the same salaries, is that where it becomes important to try to tie in that mission yeah, and we've seen people, you know, that the grass is always greener, right? So folks will leave and then come back and say, gee, this has really got better upside, right? It is that mm-hmm. mission-driven commitment to healthcare and their local community, right? Yeah. You know, where it's their mom's healthcare system or or their child's, that there is that loyalty. And then we really have tried to bring flexibility, right? So the ability to work from home, uh, although many can offer that, but I'm not promising anything. We're starting to explore four-day work weeks. Many folks on my team have asked for it, but it does come back to mission and and culture. I had a member of my team uh, as I was doing some open forums, and it really stuck with me. And he was one of the people I hired when we were initially building our Epic team back in 2010. And he said, you know, Lisa, when you hired me onto this team, you made us feel like we were part of something special and bigger than ourselves. He said, and that's still true today. And that's why I'm still here. And so as he said that, one of the other people on my little Hollywood Squares Zoom screen (laughs) said, he's like, Lisa, I've only been on your team 
officially as an employee for about six months. He said, I was a con- consultant with you for a year, but that culture is why I'm now one of your employees. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even being part of something like the home hospital, which is right. such a huge step in where we all want healthcare to be. So I, it's a matter of really just trying to emphasize, you know, all these, the positives. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So how long have you been with the organization now? Yeah, it'll be 26 years in August. Just about half of my career, I was a pharmacist, a clinical pharmacist, director of pharmacy, and then now just about half my career uh, in healthcare IT. Okay. And so I, I guess it's hard to say if you approached things differently, you know, dealing with all these post-COVID challenges, being so familiar with the organization, but I wonder, do you think that it was advantageous that you had this history, you know, with the organization in, in leading through what was such a difficult time? Yeah, you know, it, it's the relationships and the trust that you build, right? Mm-hmm. So when everything is sort of uncertain and it was crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But being able to draw on those relationships and the credibility that you build over time, I think we're, we're actually a tremendous help. And sort of like, you also know where all the bodies are buried, right? When, when we just needed all hands on deck to still know who was out there, who it might not be their day job, but could bring the heart and hands and minds that we needed uh, was, was pretty helpful. Yeah. And looking at things now, not that we're, I don't want to say post, <laughs> post-COVID, yeah. but this, this uh, yeah, where we are now, when you look at what the biggest priorities are, I, I imagine that has evolved and shifted, but looking at the rest of this year, what would, what would you consider to really be like the, the key objectives for your team? Yeah, you know, I think we are working through some difficult financial challenges, so top priority right now is to continue to find opportunities to take cost out of the organization. For my team, that's both the traditional, where can we reduce IT expense, right? And so we're working with our vendor partners and contractual relationships, the ongoing portfolio management and and consolidation. Not the most exciting thing in the world, right? I don't get up like, oh, let me sharpen my pencil and do that again. Uh, The more exciting piece is really looking at workforce automation opportunities. So where we can leverage robotic process automation, more advanced digital capabilities to reduce our, it sounds bad, but reduce our reliance on a very expensive workforce, right? uh, Across the organization. Part of that is part of the burnout answer, right? Everyone uh, in these hallways is feeling that burnout physically and cognitively. So where we can automate work to ease that is really important. And then just the supply and demand isn't balanced right now around the workforce. And so where we can get a bot or other technology to do work that today relies on people, uh, we're absolutely looking to do that. Yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of potential. We're starting to hear more about uh, RPA and it's so necessary right now. I guess the last thing I wanted to ask was when you looking at things differently, you know, having that innovative mindset and kind of how you can foster that culture, even when we are not that far removed from crisis, but what do you think the keys are to really fostering that culture of innovation? Yeah, you know, I I think it is about bringing that focus back to why we're all here, right? And, you know, innovation is not just about spinning up a company and intellectual property and 
It's about making care better for the people who provide it and the people that we're privileged to deliver it to. And I think when we can keep people focused there, the, the ideas come and not having people get caught up in the, like I said, all that minutia around contracting and the, the technical relationship, but yeah. bring forward the ideas that will make things better um, is I think how you keep that spirit alive. And we're doing a lot of that. I would say our third priority to your prior question is absolutely around access and capacity management. So part of that financial turnaround is, is truly to ensure we can continue to bring patients uh, and, and volume in, but in a way that's easy and enjoyable. I always say n- none of us want to be patients and the more we can make it easy to get the services that you need and the care that you need when you need it um, is, is part of our focus as well. And it's requiring people to think differently, right? We've tended to be very focused on this is the way this building operates. And, you know, let's think about what patients need. The hospital at home is a key example of that, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. We're going to see more more developments in that area, but it's not going to happen overnight, but (laughs) I think it'll be really interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And then we've got folks like Amazon and Walgreens, Walmart, right? All looking to get into this space. So we do need to think very differently. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, that's good. Um, This has been great as usual. Really appreciate your time. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And I will speak to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.